thrusters won't stop firing. I think I'm being followed. My dad is turning green, like literally green. My last nav check put me at the range point four. This is control. Be radio. Keep calm and remain on the guard frequency. Welcome pilots, you've tuned to the Guard Frequency, and as all good pilots know, when you're out in the deep black, you want to keep one ear on the guard. This is episode 206 of the best damn space sim podcast ever, recorded Friday, March 23rd, and made available for download on Tuesday, March 27th, 2018, over at GuardFrequency.com. I'm Tony. I'm Ken Shadow. And I'm Jeff. And Tony's running the audio, so expect delays and turbulence. Remember, folks, Guard Frequency is not a one-way conversation. We welcome your comments over at GuardFrequency.com and Discord.GuardFrequency.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at GuardFreak or on Facebook.com forward slash GuardFreak. Your feedback's an important part of what we do, so hit us up. Tell us what's on your mind. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to our shows over at Feeds.GuardFrequency.com or by searching for us on iTunes. And if you're not doing anything Friday nights, then you should come over and join us at 10 p.m. Central as we record Guard Frequency Live over at twitch.tv forward slash guardfreak. Do you like what we do? Want to help us make the best damn space sim podcast ever? Please consider supporting the show by visiting our website, clicking on that Patreon logo, and becoming a regular subscriber. We want to thank all of our patrons who support the show week on week. We hope you consider joining them because the more support we get, the better show we can make. Just head over to our website and click on the big Patreon logo to help out. And don't forget about our sister productions, Priority One and Heroes Rise. Priority One covers all things Star Trek, from the TV series to the MMO, the novels, and the movies, and everything in between. Be sure to check them out at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Our latest endeavor, Heroes Rise, brings you up to date with the world of Dungeons & Dragons. Learn all about the latest publications, tools, tips, tricks, and traps in less time than it takes to skin a wyvern. Head over to HeroesRisePodcast.com to discover their secrets. Well, the housekeeping is done, so let's get to the show. What do we got in store this week, Ken Shadow? And this week's flight deck, we bring you all the headlines from Simulated Space, including the latest news from Dual Universe, Elite Dangerous, and Star Citizen. Next, we'll get the news from the Deep Black with Spencer McDunn on Galactic Public Radio. Then Commander Kinetic Impulsor takes you out for a drive around the block in Nuggets for Nuggets. Then we continue our audio adventure, Guard Frequency Origins, as our pilots experience the thrill of zero-G and pilot debriefing. Finally, we open up the feedback loop and let you join in on the fun. Lace up your booties, campers. It's time to hit the flight deck. 3175, Port Bay, hands on approach, trigger screen, call the ball. Don't get technical with me. Here are the top news bits from the world of space sims. Dual Universe hires one of EVE Online's original designers. We would tell you his name, but it's better if you read it in the original Klingon. The new EP describes the upcoming game as one part EVE, one part Minecraft. We're looking forward to meeting Spreadsheet Steve out in the deep black. Star Citizen's Alpha 3.1 is out in limited release and should be widely available really soon, trademark. Elite Dangerous is still trying to get crime and punishment right and are soliciting focused feedback on hot ships and bounties. Oh, also the 3.0.3 patch has been released. So the 3.0 patch, uh, the 3.0.3 patch is out and it basically has the stuff we talked about last week in it. So we're not going to retread all that. And 
Eve Online is uh, is is looking for its successor and may find it in Dual Universe, but we'll have to wait till that comes out. So it turns out that this week the actual Space Sim news might be Star Citizen. Yes. What? Yeah. A surprise come from behind the contender. This might actually might actually be news. Yeah, there's there's cool stuff happening. Yeah, there's so, very cool. Uh, for those that happen to be subscribers right now, uh, the uh, the P, it's actually out on the PTU already. So if you're um, if you're a subscriber and you haven't checked out 3.1, then you might want to go do that real quick. But uh, some of the cool things that are in there, there's a couple new ships and um, vehicles. So there's the there's a cyclone. Um, there is the Terrapin, I believe. And uh, for those of you that are lovers of big ships, the Reclaimer is in. Some other cool things I think that are in are character customization. I played around with that today. You know, there's not a whole lot of options. There's like... Can you put on your monocle and top hat? Yeah, but you could do that before. Um, oh. You do that in 3.0. But in 3.0, you can actually uh, change your skin color and your face and uh, eyeballs and hair. There's no facial hair, though, which was disappointing. Oh, that's very disappointing. One thing my son likes to do in these in all these games is make the weirdest looking, goofiest face that he can possibly do. He's got some sort of, in Elite so, Dangerous, he has a, some sort of, uh, it's a hybrid between, like, the uh, the Joker and, <laughs> uh, you know that guy, the, I don't know if you guys knew, remember those commercials in the 80s with the, with the, uh, uh, with Ernest P. Worrell, and he had his buddy with, who could, like, suck his face into his teeth, like oh, he didn't have right, any teeth. Yeah. The bitter yeah, beer face a, guy? Yeah, bitter beer face guy. Yeah, my, that's him. My, that's my him. kids used to, my, well, at least uh, two of my kids when they were infants could do that, and we would t- we took so many pictures of them doing bitter beer face. Yeah, if you imagine Heath Ledger's Joker and bitter beer face guy, and you kind of mush them together, that's my son's avatar in Elite Dangerous, but that's, what deeply, he, that's his goal. Deeply yeah. concerning. It's deeply concerning to me, but he just laughs at me and goes, Dad, everyone's doing it. I'm like, all right, man, I suppose. If but can you do that in Star Citizen yet? Is that, is that combo possible? If jumped off a cliff, no, you can't. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. So they've, they've shown off like the end goal for the character creator, which is you pick like a top, middle, bottom, and like it like it, it like properly resolves them together, and you have like a million noses you can pick and stuff. Uh-huh. That's, not, that's not in right now. Right now it's like 10 meshes you can pick. And so you pick a face, you pick a skin color, you pick an eye, and you pick hair. And each one, again, has like nine tenths, something like that, options. So okay. it's not super flexible, but, you know, especially for those um, players of color, you know, that, that, that would like to have their ethnicity represented. I think most ethnicities are, are, are currently related in, in some form there. And so okay. um, from, from, from that, you know, enablement point of view, it's, it's, it's nice. There's no female avatars yet. So that, that's still a complaint. Oh, good. So, so everybody from, from, from anywhere from India to Africa is okay. But if you're a woman, you know, tough. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, you know, I'm one sure, thing at a time. Know, baby steps. Baby steps. <laughs> right. <laughs> baby steps. Okay. We've got it down to about 50% of the population being represented. Okay. Okay. Good. All right. Good. So we'll just get that other half in like one fell swoop. And just, you know, it's, you know, the next, next time. Not a single mesh. Of women? They, they, Is there they, a their reason, male their mesh, reason, maybe? Their reason for... Uh, okay, now, we customize this, like, shoulders up, basically, right? Right, right. So their reason for not doing women yet is a validation reason. So the way that oh. they, they're using one skeleton for all characters right now. And because they're all men, it makes sense. Uh, for women, they're going to have a different skeleton. They'll walk differently, and the animations will all be slightly differently to... Because uh, okay. their hips are wider and they have uh, the the body proportions are a little different, and right. so um, you know just so it doesn't 
look like a man from a distance in the animation, they're 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 holding back off on the female side because they have to create this new skeleton and then they have to revalidate all their assets against the new skeleton and all the animations and stuff. But anyway, um, okay. right. that's right. their all excuse. Right. The um, the other things in three point one are more persistent uh, location and more persistent um, reputation. So mm-hmm. some of the stuff that you can do, uh, like if you go kill pirates now, if I wasn't able to play enough to validate some of this stuff. This is what this is what I've read. It, you do get positive rep for killing the bad pirates and that sticks with you and so uh, rather than just criminal stats which is what, what it was before you can actually swing your stats either way and have a, have a full reputation ah. another thing is before when you logged off you'd always log off and port all us you'd always basically pop back to port all us are or you'd be on the uh, grim hex if you're if you had a bad uh, criminal stat mm-hmm. now if you log off in any safe zone you're you you stay in that safe zone which can include um, from what the log said, your beds. So if you fly out there, log off in your bed, when you get back on, you'll be in your ship wherever it was. Similarly, if you if you go to Levski and log off in Levski, you'll be in Levski when you come back on. So so they've got it now where the location of your ship when you logged off will be persistent if you log off on the ship in the bed. Yeah, and I haven't tested this again, so I don't know how okay. much is in in the current version of three point one versus the goal. For, but that, that's that was in the logs they were they were showing. And uh, the other thing, the reclaimer. I did spawn a reclaimer that I couldn't get into. There's apparently a bug right now in the current version on the PTU where the elevator doesn't come down. But you can spawn the reclaimer, and it is insane. It's the largest ship in the game so far. It's 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 uh, significantly bigger than the Starfarer, and it is it is a massive, hulking, ape-like ship that is uh, impressive. Unfortunately, like even the elevator's broken, there's like hatches. And but um, the time it takes you to run off and zero G over the hatches, the port officer, port authority thinks you sit on the port the pad too long and despawns your ship. <laughs> it starts yelling at you, <laughs> ship about to be reclaimed, ship about to be reclaimed, does, and you're trying to run to the hatch. You know? does, does, anyway, <laughs> does the port authority shoot you and blow up the ship, and then no, you have the, to the rebuy ship- it? The ship, is, no, it doesn't too do bad. that. That, that would be that, oh, would, be, okay, that right. would be really bad. That's no. just an elite thing. Okay, all right. In Star Citizen, assuming you get correct landing authority, and you land on a pad, and then you leave your ship there, it puts it back into storage, and so that's oh, what it that's does. that seems very humane and nice. That seems yes. like a like that seems like a customer friendly sort of way to take care of ships. The the animation they use to. for it though is quite funny because it goes poof, and that's like puff of smoke poofs out. <laughs> 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 Like it's been, it's been like Alakazam, you know. <laughs> and th- through the magic of, of vaporization, we have moved your ship uh, back to the storage rack. Exactly. Yes, this is all the. Marvel. This is actually all the air that was in your ship flying. Around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have the, we have the te- we have the technology to instantly teleport your ship into the cargo bay. We just don't know how to move the air yet. The air just gets released. Uh, it's a glitch. We're working on it. I, I did right. try out some uh, cargo runs and stuff in 3.1, and uh, you know I, everything, everything in 3.3 in 3.0, sorry, and everything has um, has been progressing smoothly. And I think there are some changes on that side for 3.1 that I didn't get a chance to test out yet. But in general, the game is to a point where it is, aside from performance issues, you know, a, a somewhat fun play experience. Uh, there's not a lot of career paths. One of the things that they did talk about today. And um, in their live stream was their plans for 3.2, which is their next quarter release. And right. um, they are planning on testing mining in 3.2. And so Shiv just went uh, ballistic in terms of happiness that mining is coming <laughs> into the game. 
So, uh, do they have any mining ships, though? I guess they had the Terrapin. You said the Terrapin was flyable now. That's a mining no, ship. No, Terrapin right? is not a flying ship. No, not, not a mining ship. That is, uh, that's a, the Terrapin's a scanning ship. Uh, the mining ship is the Prospector, and that is in, I think. Yeah, that's in. You can't do anything with it right now, but it's, it's already in. And then the other one is the Orion, which is not in, and I don't know if that's another one of those humongous ships, that, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a reclaimer-sized mining ship, right? Because reclaimer yeah. is the salvage ship, right, um, right? But they, yeah, that's not in yet. That, uh, and I don't know if that's scheduled for three point two or not. But in theory, the Prospector again. I think I hope I'm hoping in, in the name right. Um, that's the smaller one. It looks like a Freelancer with a laser on the front that for mining and these little canisters in the back of like the Freelancer style thing for holding the ore. But that's your personal miner. All right. Well, I mean, so so like I said, that's the news of the week. Uh, Elite's looking for more feedback on the bounty system. So they've made some tweaks in the 3.0.3. We'll put it actually, based on listener feedback, we'll put a link in the show notes for both the, the patch notes and to their focused feedback group. So if you have experienced some um, of the things that we've been ranting about for the past few weeks and want to see some changes, uh, we'll uh, get you uh, those those links so you can let your feedback be known, and you can see what what changes actually made it into the 303 update and uh, go from there. But other than that, uh, you know, now that we're all caught up on Space Sim News, let's get caught up on Space News with Galactic Public Radio. Good evening from Galactic Public Radio on NCEATH. I'm Spencer McDunn, and these are the top headlines from around the known galaxy. Major news from Aegis Research and Professor Ram Ta has shaken the known galaxy. For the latest, we go to Smooth Furnace. Thanks, Spencer. Ancient records found in a newly discovered Guardian ruins has been decrypted and analyzed by Professor Ram Ta. In coordination with Aegis Research, he has released those findings to the public, and they are nothing short of astounding. The key points are as follows. First, the Thargoids are probably the elder spacefaring race. Despite evidence that the Guardians achieved interstellar flight more than two million years ago, the records indicate that meta-alloy barnacles were already seeded throughout Guardian space. Second, the Thargoids attacked the Guardians in a dispute over planetary occupancy where those barnacles were already established. Third, despite reasonable successes in communicating with the Thargoids, No peaceful resolution was ever achieved. And fourth, an apparent military victory was achieved using artificial intelligence and high-powered directed energy weapons. Will the proof of the Thargoids' hostile intent unite and rally the galaxy's diverse populations against the unstoppable threat of alien invasion? Or do these revelations arrive too little too late? For Galactic Public Radio, I'm Smooth Furnace. Thank you, Smooth. The Eagle Eye program continues to yield impressive results. It's being credited by Canon Research operatives for actually deterring Thargoid attacks in the HIP-21559 system. Researchers with independent groups have been able to combine the electromagnetic signals from the Eagle Eye stations with the so far unexplained pointing behavior of Thargoid link technology. This combination has been able to localize known Thargoid sites, previously attacked human sites, and sites that are apparently future targets. Of concern this week, one identified site is a mentor system which is only 90 light-years from Sol system. Professor Alba Tazro, head of Aegis Research, stated, quote, 
We now know the purpose of the Thargoids' ongoing military offensive is to remove humanity from what they consider their territory. If the Thargoids adopt the same modus operandi as the Guardians, their next move will be to start aggressively mining mineral resources. There is no evidence this has yet begun, however. End quote. And finally, Commander Dreamstate, an independent researcher, has developed a timeline of the rise and fall of the Guardian civilization. From their basic evolution until their demise at the hands of their AI servants, the timeline encapsulates millions of years of history and provides an overview of the one civilization we know survived a Thargoid invasion. Historians have been particularly concerned with the extinction of the Guardians given the recent news regarding Federation Project Bulwark. The fledgling AI project started to gauge the possibility of deploying autonomous defenses against the Thargoids bears striking resemblance to Guardian strategy to defeat the invaders. For Galactic Public Radio, I'm Spencer McDunn. Good night. As you are, pilots, I'm Commander Kinetic Impulsor from Guard Frequency Response, here with the essential tips to get you around the deep black and back home again. Today I'm briefing you on SRVs and Elite Dangerous. We noticed some rooks having issues with this and scheduled some training. Flying through space ain't all event horizons and A-class photospheres. Sometimes you gotta get down and dirty in the regolith. Knowing how to get around in the deep gray can be the difference between your future as a 2-bit throttle thrower and an uncollectible tax write-off at the local space pub. If you have a sufficient number of internal module spaces, you might equip your ship with a planetary vehicle hangar. And, once so equipped, you could purchase a Surface Reconnaissance Vehicle, or SRV, to snuggle up inside it. Possibly two SRVs if you spring for the deluxe model. Once equipped, it works like any other module, except you only need it when you land on a planet. So, Space Cadet, either turn it off, or set it to your lowest power priority to free up juice for all your other modules. And now, you're ready to drive. But why would you want to, and how do you do it? Well, first, the whys. You've got to learn why things work on a Starship, Rooks. I know most of you just land on a dock somewhere and let the deck gang fuel and maintain your ship. You never actually think about what really goes into keeping your sled in the air. But sometimes you're going to find yourself out in the deep black, far, far away from a comfy landing pad, and you're going to need to fend for yourself. Having an SRV tucked away in your hold guarantees a certain amount of independence for you, as you'll be able to use your ship's systems to synthesize a variety of useful consumables and spare parts. Or maybe a little something for the engineer down the sector to upgrade your modules. The how is a little more complicated. First, you'll need to land your ship on a planet's surface. On the plus side, there won't be any port control waiting to blow you up for hovering over the wrong pad. On the minus side, you'll have to find a patch of dirt level enough to actually land. Once your dirt side, make sure your planetary vehicle hangar is powered up by checking your right-hand status panel, and then deploy the SRV via your lower status panel. Get your butt below decks, jump in the cockpit. Your hangar crane will lower the SRV to the ground, and off you go. You'll notice that the instrument layout is virtually identical to your ship's cockpit, with the exception of the waveform scanner above your sensor readout. Remember when I told you about synthesizing stuff? Well, this is where it starts. 
The waveform scanner will provide visual and audio feedback from your SRV's panoramic analyzer, directional indicator, and range tracker, or pay dirt system. Basically, the scanner will sweep about 120 degrees in front of your SRV, paint the display when it finds something interesting in a certain direction, and firm up that indication the closer you get until it shows up as a standard contact on your sensor readout. The waveform scanner will guide you towards natural features like mineral deposits you can harvest for synthesizing materials or engineer upgrades, and man-made features like abandoned cargo pods and crashed ships. It takes some practice to figure out what your scanner is telling you, and I recommend visiting wavescanner.net to get a feel for it. Once you've found your target, blast away with your turret if it's a rock, or skip straight to scooping it up if it's cargo. There's a lot to learn with the ground game, and we've barely scratched the surface. Get it? Man, I crack myself up. But these basics will get you started on a path that could lead you to being pretty free of the need to dock anywhere and squeezing more performance out of your ship than you might have dreamed. Okay, boys and girls, finish that last spoonful of paste and change into your flight suits. Skids up in 10. See you in the deep black. Come on, Mama's not going to save you today. Let's go. You want to fly or not? Let's kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. Hey guys, one of these drunks. <laughs> Everybody having a party down here? <laughs> All right, so you have uh, cleared the the lower deck. Uh, you've got the you've got the goods. Mark uh, do you this to... spot where the Aurora is, so that we can report it. So that if they want to send out a full repair crew to come and take the ship, then okay, yeah. All right, so you got that the location marked in your nav computer. Um, you guys just go back to your separate fighters. Is that kind of the plan? Yeah, I'm going yeah. in red ship. No, I'm going in my own. That's... Okay. <laughs> All right. So you make your I'm way making back. It really awkward. <laughs> hey, you want to be the big spoon or the little spoon in the pilot seat? Um, uh, so you, you climb back out. You climb back out through the emergency uh, airlock. Uh, go back up to lattices. Uneventful. Uh, Henry, I want you to make an athletics check because you're carrying the dog and a Roomba. <laughs> <laughs> carrying the dog and a Roomba out there. Oh no! I can't get a Roomba for him. Don't roll a one. Oh, he rolled a one. All right. He rolled a one. Spend the karma point. Spend the karma point. This. Second one. That was six. Okay. <laughs> okay. No. 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 Oh. Uh, that's not good. Okay. So as you are clamoring out of the hatch, uh, it you lose your grip on the dog, and as you lose your grip on the dog, you also lose your grip on the Roomba. And they both go flying off in, in both directions. And in a moment of panic and confusion, you lose your grip on the ladder. That sucks. And you're floating very slowly away from Does the Does he have, ladder. like, an EVA pack or something? No, these are base. These are bog-standard spacesuits. They got nothing on them. 50 feet of rope I can use. 50 feet of rope you can throw? Um, not in not immediately. So who's who's still left in the ship? Was, it, was Henry the last one out? I, I, don't, I don't know, know what the order was. Uh, I didn't take a marching order either. So to screw me. So make something that you you're carrying a dog in a room, but like I said, you can do whatever you want, but there's consequences. Um, and you roll two once in a row, Henry. <laughs> so, so is, is L just drifting in space right he's, now? He's like he's, yeah, very slowly drifting away from the ladder. Can oh, I uh, just move my ship to where he bumps into my ship and can grab onto it? You can't because your ship is the docked one, oh, right? You're the, you're the one yeah. holding the holding the whole chain together. So on the let's Man, say on the overboard. end. 
let's say that on the end yeah. is Kinshadow's ship on the one side and Lennon's ship on the other. Henry is the is the, is the second ship in the middle. So do we have hold on, just to be clear, do we have like EVA hand tools or something like that? Not, no, not, not on our ship. I, I mean, uh, that would be something that you would probably find on a in a, in a repair kit. Yes, in a you would, repair you would have, kit. Yes, you, is there, you would have is there one like on is there like an emergency repair kit for the original ship, like close to the airlock, like on the wall or anything like that that we could for the Aurora? Uh, yeah, roll roll a uh, roll perception check because I figured that would be faster to get back to. Uh, I'm pretty much gonna be okay floating out here until you guys are in ships can come come bump me towards mine. Probably, and I you know, remember because I got a three. You know, you don't see anything. Okay, well, I know where there's one on my ship, so I'll start making my way out of my ship to get to, to get the EVA tool out. Because I think that's probably okay. a safer bet than, like, bumping him with the nose of my ship. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, so, <laughs> Ken Shadow retrieves uh, the appropriate sort of hand-powered EVA uh, ship. I want you to do a... Um, let's do a vehicle piloting. We haven't done via... You're, you're, this is, you're not a spaceship. You're, well, you're kind of like a spaceship. Roll spaceship piloting. You're kind of you're like a little tiny spaceship. <laughs> You're like a little tiny spaceship. Uh, okay. That's that's a much better rule. I got a, a ten. All right, you successfully intercept the floating Henry without I, too much trouble. Um, can, can I get his? Do I have enough fuel to get his gear and get back to the thing? Um, you, you, I'm gonna make him. you roll. I'm gonna make you roll piloting checks for for the dog and for the Roomba. But yeah, you can. I try. only care about the. I don't care about the Roomba. I grabbed the Roomba because Shiv told me to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So you successfully you successfully latched on to uh, Henry, and you've 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 uh, you've nudged him back to the ladder where you can where you can grab on. All right. Do you wanna, I'll, you go, go I'll, the, I'll help him get his dog while we're at it. Then. All right. All right. Go, it's go, go, piloting, go. right? Yeah. Give me another piloting roll. Fourteen. Oh, oh you get the dog and the Roomba. You get the dog and you get the Roomba. Yay! You like you like do nice. a like a crazy flip in the middle of it, and you like swing back around and snag the. It's just it's it's poetry. It's poetry. I, I owe you big because I'm gonna make. I have great repair skill and cyber skill and make this dog awesome. All right. So I, I, I get just. I get one freaking that it. dog after you fix it too. Oh yeah. <laughs> just watching this unfold, I'm kind I'm of. I'm gonna taken. name him Kim Shadow. <laughs> I'm kind of taken with how uh, Kinshadow is like in his effort to not leave any loot behind as soon as he sees a broken Roomba floating <laughs> off the space he's like no man just get back on <laughs> if any of you had done a, if any of you had done a, 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 a sleight of hand check on Kinshadow you would notice his, his pockets overflow with computer chips he's got like <laughs> like 80 pounds of computer chips in all his pockets that he's gonna that he's gonna hawk he's gonna hawk somewhere Okay, uh, so after the after the after the uh, after uh, Kid Shadow successfully uh, intercepts Henry, uh, after Henry's poured dice rolling twice in a row, uh, <laughs> it's all it's uh, Henry's back back on track. He's got the dog. He's got the Roomba safely aboard his vessels. Uh, who wants to dial in? Well, shit. Well, last time. Uh, yeah. I don't want to roll anymore. I'm afraid to do anything. <laughs> my guy is crippled with fear. I can do nothing else. I'm sitting in my ship going, I almost lost everything. I almost died. This is a, a spaceship piloting, isn't it? Is that what it would yeah. be? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll give that a shot. Um, I got a 10. Oh, no, so. no, no, this is a, no, no, oh. literally, literally, we're just calling it in. We're just, you're just calling it okay, in. Yeah, yeah. yeah phoning, you're phoning home. You just, who, who, oh, wants okay. to, who wants to make the call to Valis was, I guess, the, the question. Sorry if I wasn't clear on that. My fault. So, yeah, uh, I'll put the call in then. Okay, all right. So Lena puts in the call. Uh, Vallis picks up and says, Gentlemen, do you have anything to report? Uh, yeah, we managed to find the Aurora, 
and we have found what they were hauling and also what looks to be a uh, log of the departure of the various systems that they've been through, which was on the captain. Uh, unfortunately, none of the crew have survived. It appears as if there was some sort of uh, mutiny and two of the pilots were slain, the captain was slain, and then the other three were a little bit fueled up on drugs and tried to attack us, and unfortunately, they uh, didn't make it through either. They got slain. I would say fortunately, in that case, because they were fighting us. You don't see her because because uh, Lennon's got the channel, but you hear her get you hear her say, "Yes, I would say it was fortunately, and I'm glad that they will not be around to give their side of the story. Unfortunately, we are going to if we're going to clean up after this mess, we're going to have to come up with a story of our own. Do you have enough evidence to make this mutiny theory of yours stand up? I reckon so. There's three of us, in, in, you know, plus myself, who witnessed the uh, the people as they were um, on this drug, and we can attest to their aggression. Um, it certainly looks like it was their weapons that have caused the uh, the wounds on the bodies, and the captain was pretty dead in engineering by some uh, various electrical malfunctions. Yeah, um, dude's holes were fused shut. It was weird. Yeah. <laughs> They were. All, I mean, who's got cauterized holes? That was that was crazy. Did one of you try to conduct a cavity search of the dead body? I was searching maybe too thoroughly. <laughs> well, I'm slightly disturbed at your thoroughness. I also encourage competent work. I'm Just torn at this job. point. <laughs> Very well, gentlemen. It seems that you've delivered the knowledge that I need, as well as our ability to clean up appropriately. This. Uh, fact that it was Blue Sun, or tied to the Blue Sun uh, Corporation, makes dealing with Black Swan somewhat difficult. Do You you said you recovered uh, samples of the drugs? Lots uh, of it. Yes. Is there any particular reason? Batch. A bad batch, you say? It, it seems like the formulation was intentionally corrupted. Intentionally how? Uh, it's too, they, uh, inc- they added too much bitoxin to the batch. And as you as you hear as you say the word bitoxin, Lennon, because he's got the main channel, sees the eyebrow go up, and she says, "Really?" Yeah, we're not one hundred percent sure what it means, but we have some some guesses. Well, l- allow me to tell you what that means. It means that someone has decided to poison the drug taking population of Ancelus Primus, which, as we discussed earlier, is extremely uh, important because this is where young pilots, new pilots, take off. And while some of them might enjoy uh, the calmness that comes and the physical acuity that comes from taking the more, let's call it, relaxed version of what you're uh, of what you're telling me, having the heightened uh, perception and paranoia and aggressiveness that comes with the double dose of bitoxanine would spell disaster for most of the young pilots in this sec- in the system. So I, I thank you all for stumbling upon this or, or clearing this up, and we're going to have to take additional steps to make sure that the distribution of this drug ceases immediately, which would be the next mission for anyone willing and able to take that up. Hey, Valis, can I have a uh, brief moment with you at Ofcoms with, uh, with the rest of my crew? When return to uh, immediately return. You may return to uh, base and uh, secure and help us secure the drugs, and then we will also uh, send a cleanup crew to the Aurora uh, to finish the salvage. We'll put we'll log a salvage claim with the system authorities and get that underway. One additional question: You mentioned weapons. 
were yes. were Pete were the members of the crew killed with any particular weapon while you were uh, on the ship? one of them had their throat slit and I can't remember the second pilot. Did anybody get a good gunshot? Shot through the head. Gunshot wound. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have need... their we-, we have their weapons. If you need to inspect. Excellent. Yeah, we're able to match the ballistics. Excellent. And the captain was bar BQ'd, but I don't remember if he had any holes in him. Well, we had shot. no holes. As in I believe him. you mentioned you earlier. Oh, shot. You checked I mean, that very shot. thoroughly. Yeah. But I meant. Uh, I think he was just electrocuted. Yeah. I don't know if he. Yeah. Was... As far as you could tell, he was just a crispy critter. He didn't see any obvious trauma. Um. It could have been anal trauma. We wouldn't know. Thanks. <laughs> That's right. You didn't roll that thoroughly. Uh, you, you didn't get a ten on your perception on that on that roll. A natural ten would have found that out. Just to let you know. Okay. So, uh, Tavalis, thanks you for your for your kind efforts and your uh, your hard work. Uh, instructs you to detach from the Aurora and return to base. The uh, will they'll handle the uh, the salvage operation Aurora. She does want the. Auto pistol, the not the fancy one. You can keep the fancy one, but she does want the um, standard auto pistol, uh, so that can be turned in as the murder weapon for the other pilot. The uh, you never you never found a knife, you never saw a knife, but no. then again, there's a lot of debris and crap floating around, and so you aren't you aren't really looking for one. Um, but maybe it was stuck in the power distributor, and that's what was. <laughs> that's entirely possible. You don't know. We don't know. You don't know. We'll never know. But she does want the auto pistol to make sure that she has a. a I'll turn it over when we get back. All right, all right. So you fly back to base. Uh, you land at the uh, land at the base. You shuffle into Tavalis's office aboard the uh, Imperial Cutter. Uh, she hands you data blocks, which are basically chits that are not traceable. Um, but when you plug them into the into a, a standard banking terminal, will increase your bank balance to the tune of forty thousand credits apiece. Sweet Yay, money. And says, I successfully pour myself a drink this time. Successfully pour yourself a drink. That's excellent. Um, she also <laughs> says, uh, uh, "We've been, we've reviewed, we've pulled your gun cameras from the uh, uh, from the Vipers, and based on your report earlier about the number of enemies you killed in hand-to-hand combat, I'm authorized by the Pilots Federation to increase your ranks from harmless to mostly harmless. Congratulations, gentlemen! You have." Uh, <laughs> Successfully proven yourselves uh, in in combat, and are uh, great value to this organization as well as to the Pilots Federation in general. Well done! Yay! Thank you. You're very welcome. The uh, equipment is yours to keep as a token of our appreciation, as well as a reminder that we may need you in the near future as possibly uh, a scouting trip to Perquona Seven might be in order speaking uh speaking of things like this i was the reason that i wanted to chat with you earlier was uh on a previous mission that i was flying prior to joining the guard frequency uh a couple of my wing that i was with were attacked by pirates and my wingman um may have been lost and i was hoping that with you guys being the guard frequency i might be able to spend a bit of time here just using your computer systems to search for him is that going to be i believe that's something i could do Thank you. Our, co- our contract with Remlock should give us access to uh, databases for re- re- rec- uh, rescue and recovery that you can search. All right. Should be. Well, uh, thank you very much. And I turn to the rest of the crew and say, uh, it was a pleasure flying with you all. Uh, this is for now where we part ways, though. So until next time, gentlemen. It's good knowing you, Quinn. See you on the flip side. Bye. All right, and as Quinn walks out the door with his uh, newly found uh, uh, money, he then realizes that this ship is his ride back. 
<laughs> so I probably turn around and just take a seat. And, uh... <laughs> because his own vessel is parked at Fabian City. Yeah, several uh, several hyperspace jumps away. A dozen hyperspace jumps away. Awkward. I'm just, I'm just gonna swim back. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> we already okay, bye. Stop talking to us. <laughs> you have to just sit there now for the rest so, of the play. I'm kind of still bleeding. Is there a doctor on board? <laughs> yeah, I could use a. As all of you look remarkably well put together, uh, I hadn't noticed, but uh, yes, uh, Rochelle is our our field medic, and she can. Assist you. We have a state-of-the-art facility here on board, actually, so we'll be able to patch you up in, Excellent. in no time. The wax, my wax is all red now. It needs <laughs> <laughs> it's just floor vet. wax needs changed. Yeah. <laughs> does the ship have a vet? No, oh, not, but but it does have a it does have a, 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 a wonderful repair lab overseen by Clev, and I'm sure that Rochelle, once she's taking care of any human patients, uh, would be able to help you with the uh, canine. I bet awesome. I bet so Clev knows lots about repairing cybernetics, huh? He may know a thing or two. He might be quite helpful with with uh, with this project of yours. All right, all right. So uh, successful end. Um, Quinn is uh, Harper. Quinn is off to do his own thing after you guys return to Fabian City. But uh, the three of you uh, might be interested in taking on the next mission with a fourth uh, wingmate to be determined. Uh, but uh, that would be the, the close of the scenario. You've you got your paychecks, you got your increase in rank, and the way that that works is when you defeat enemies of your rank or higher, you basically get a point. So you blew up Sidewinders, you blew up an eagle, and you murdered a cyborg dog and three bad guys. Um, and then you kind of sealed the plot, right? You, you, you uncovered the plot. So that that's essentially approximately eight points, which ranks you up from harmless to mostly harmless. So cool. congratulations, everybody. What that essentially means is that you get additional endurance points. You are can also go through your scores in addition to the tick box thing. You also, I believe, you get another karma ability. You get to pick another karma ability uh, as Do well. Do we get more karma points? Uh, I th- not yet. I don't. Th- I think that's a staggered thing too. I'll, I'll check on that. But um, down to six. <laughs> oh, the, your karma points basically recharge every adventure. Yeah, that, oh, that's like that's like you, you, at the same as a tick box. You'll refill your endurance points between adventures, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, for Quinn, who is going to, like, go off and do his own thing, there are features in the game that let you take downtime activities. So, mm-hmm. essentially, Quinn won't really, like, lose time. He'll be off doing his own thing, searching for his lost wing mate or something like that. Uh, he could run cargo. He could mine. Uh, you and I can, Lennon can talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we'll figure that out. We'll figure that out. All by a waste. Haul bio waste. That could be a thing. Um, uh, but uh, it, it's it's depending on what you do. It's not necessarily as lucrative as going on an adventure, but it won't. It will keep you up. It won't. It won't maybe keep you up all the way, but it'll keep you from uh, falling too far behind from the rest of the group and uh, can be ready for the next adventure, which will start over uh, with the uh, exploration of Perquona Seven on the next show. So be ready. Get out there in the deep black, boys. Okay, buddy, what's on your mind? We're all friendly! So let's just be friendly! Some say he broke wind in his wallet, and now he has gas money. But all we know is he's cold as shiv, and he'll put together this week's feedback. Recap of last week's community questions. What do you guys want us to cover in it? Nuggets for Nuggets. Anything you're dying to do but haven't figured out yet? Something we've covered you want to know more about. 
where Chill writes in and says, What happened to Nuggets for Nuggets? The podcast cut straight from GPR to Gar Frequency Origins. Did Tony botch the Nuggets or something? I need my Nuggets! Okay, yes, Werchill, I apologize. That was entirely my fault. I did not get the recording to Mikey on time. So this week you shall have your Nuggets. You, you, uh, I'm sorry that I, that your podcast nutritional needs were went unmet last week. It's mea culpa, mea culpa, mea maxima culpa. In general feedback... Sean Newboy writes in and says, "Wonderful show, everyone." No surprise there. Yeah, well, I, we, he, he apparently we didn't inspire him last week. Nothing inspirational from Sean. I Newboy know this week. you really got to inspire Sean to, to come if, up. Yeah, if we, if we haven't inspired Sean Newboy, you know that that was just like a standard episode. It yeah, was like a like a regular one. Yeah, yeah. We got we to reach harder. We got to reach higher. Yeah. Get the bar up there a little bit more. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It scores a median five on the Sean Newboy scale. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Lucky for us, it doesn't seem like the Sean Newboy scale goes below five. <laughs> fortunately for us, it starts at five and goes to ten. He occasionally doesn't write in at all, and then you know you've just you've gone yeah. from C to F. There's yeah, no D. Like, yeah, there's the yeah. It's it's either your average or you have failed. You have failed. You have failed, <laughs> you have failed him. <laughs> Uh, H. Allen writes in and says, Just like Sean Newboy, I too enjoy the show. Isn't this the second time around for Descent Underground Kickstarter fundraising? Question mark. I bought it back in October 2015, and it's been dropped from Steam. All of those early development space sims are in risk of investment. Still, they're better odds than at any casino. As for the community question, no comment. Oh, uh, so Descent, they're not they're not re-upping their Kickstarter. They just put an update on their Kickstarter page. Yeah. Even though the Kickstarter is closed, you can still update the project because they haven't officially delivered the final product yet. So Yeah, yeah just to be clear, so they are on BrightLocker. And so right. the entire point of BrightLocker is it's where Steam early access slash in-development stuff is kind of gone for a lot, for a lot of those parts, like the games that are still in development. And so they... They personally thought, okay, until we have the fir- the, the single player game out, that we're going to be on on Bright Locker, and then once we launch that, in theory later this year, then we'll go back and 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 re-enable our, our Steam account and and try and uh, increase our marketing that way. They did do a round of private funding though, and so they did get enough money that they've been sent to uh, from whatever sources uh, to 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 finish out their single player development and uh, and put it back on the Steam store. And to answer our community manager's uh, question or, or statement, yes, it's still on Steam. For those of you that have um, already purchased it and downloaded it, it's still managed by Steam. So you, you just can't buy new copies. Yeah. You can buy new copies from BrightLocker, I believe, and it just basically gives you a Steam key. Yeah, it's just that the, the, they're, not, they're not pushing it through that channel. The, that's not that's not a, a channel that they're actively pursuing at this point. Uh, yeah, so um, they are a risk, but I think they're on the path. They've they've got they've got their next round of funding, and they're on the path. And uh, there's Wingman's Hanger comes out every week, uh, I, I, or most weeks. I, I this isn't one of the ones that we're sort of worried about won't happen. It's just a question of when they finally are happy with the finished product because the team was working on it even when there was no money. I mean, there was still a presence, and they still had stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, even when there wasn't money. So I, Descent Underground is going to be finished. It's just a matter of when they feel like it's ready for release. Uh, and no comment on the community. Okay, I'll just I'll just keep doing on the on the nuggets. I'll just keep doing whatever I feel like. Cause just, I just wonder if there's anything out there that people want to know about. So if there's not, then I'll just do whatever I like and screw you all. I'll just, like, you know, whatever be, be, I feel like. Be honest, Tony. You're just going to do what you want anyway. 
that's probably true. But you know, this it's the solicitation of of, of of it's having the suggestion box out there, right? It's 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 putting the suggestion box out there by the cash register. Not that it not that the restaurant ever actually does anything in the suggestion box. It's just it's nice to put it out there, right? And it's just like the business card thing that's next to the suggestion box. You know, all you're doing is you're putting yourself on an email list for some real estate agent. That's all yes. you're doing. Or insurance. Yeah, yeah, you you know that you know the real reason it's there, but you might get a free meal. It's a, it's a nice pretense. It's a nice. It's a nice pretense, right? Exactly. Ken from Chicago says, Tony says no criminal would call the police to report his meth was stolen. Hashtag Better Call Saul featured a naive meth dealer who did, and it is comedy gold. No, 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 no. I never said that. I said. Who would? I mean, that doesn't make any sense, but it does happen. It happens a lot. It happens. I'm not going to say a lot. It does happen frequently. Like like every major metro police department has at least one story of that happening to them. I'm sure. I'm positive that that has happened. I, I have some I have some friends who uh, just went to wherever uh, Breaking Bad was filmed. And uh, Albuquerque. The Albuquerque, and they drove by the um, Walter White's house, and apparently it is owned by an old elderly couple that had, I guess, didn't know this or who didn't realize what was going on when they bought the house, and are deeply disturbed by the number of people that come to their house and like throw pizzas on the roof and, and then things <laughs> like that. I was <laughs> as soon as you said Walter White's house, uh, an elderly couple. I went, oh no, pizza! <laughs> I kind of in my head. I went, that was just, not that I would ever do that ever. It's just that the idea immediately occurred to me that if I knew where that house was and if I was nearby, I might be tempted. I, I, I can I can read it, Jeff. That is uh, that's a beautiful book. Yeah, this is actually for for Ken from Chicago because um, he mentioned. Oh. This binder is is like this thick, and um, I have a video of four thousand toaster. Um, and um, back in the day, I was one of the few. Uh, Jeff, Jeff, for for those for those people in Radio Land, describe what you have in your hands right now. I have a I have a Amiga Developers Conference manual that's about the size of a phone book. It's, it's bigger than a phone book. If you were to hollow that thing out, you yeah. could fit about for, 12 pounds of meth in there. Yeah. For our listeners under 30, please describe what a phone book is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but I was, I was one of the few uh, West Coast Amiga service, uh, service personnel on, uh, in this area. So, yeah, I, lo <clears throat> I love the Amiga. It's something that should never have gone away. Anyway, that was for Ken because for, he's been so kind to me. Ken says that's awesome in chat. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, Jeff. Are you, are you sure you don't want to describe what a phone book is? Because I have a feeling that, that there might raise questions. We might get community feedback on that. Phone book? What the hell is uh, a phone book? It was something as a child you sat on. Ah, okay. That that's probably the definition. <laughs> that's probably the definition that people under thirty could relate most. It, it was to. the original booster seat. <laughs> yes, if you if you were a, if you were a little too short for the dinner table at somebody's house that didn't have kids, you didn't get a booster seat. You got the phone book. Yeah, that's that's yeah that's that's it. As Ken as Ken would put it, it's bigger than the old computer shopping magazine. Yeah, I'm not sure that's helpful. A helpful reference either. I'm not sure that's just. I'm not sure that's it's helpful. Like helping either. old people with old references. <laughs> yeah, it's like when you watch Lawrence Welk. You know, when you that's that, it's like when you did that. Yeah. So our new patron is no one. No one loves us. 
I'm so sad. Hey, but I'm a, I'm a qualified Amiga technician, so you should come over and Patreon. And our random winner this week is no one as well. I mean, what do we do? Tony, over to you. Well, what we do is we what, what we do is why as I finish uh, getting the t-shirt thing fixed up with Henry. But Henry's been busy this last week on a special super secret project that has nothing to do with guard frequency, but is super and special and secret. But we do have a community question for you this week. Are you looking forward to mining in Star Citizen 3.2? What other professions are you hoping show up in the next patch? And otherwise, how is the show? Are we still in limited testing or are we way past due for a full release? Either way, let us know. Drop us an email, a tweet, a comment to our show posts, which you can find on our website and over on our Facebook page. And that brings us to the end of episode 206 of Guard Frequency. We'll be back with episode 207 on April 3rd, 2018. So be sure to keep an ear out for our shows over at GuardFrequency.com. We'd like to thank the entire team at Guard Frequency and the Priority One Network. Our thanks go out to our community manager, Justin Chivalry Bean Lowmaster our artist Ben Sanders, and of course, our audio engineers, Mikey and Lennon. Thanks to our syndication partner, The Bass, and a special thanks to Ronald Jenkins for his permission to use his music in our show. Visit ronaldjenkins.com for more of his work. But above all, we especially want to thank you folks for tuning in. If no one's listening out there, the deep black gets pretty lonely. Reduce thrust. Welcome, pilots. You've tuned to the guard frequency, and because as all good pilots know, when you're out in the deep black, you want to... Then why did I say that? Beep, beep. There is a poof. I know there's a poof. I saw the poof. For Galactic Public Radio, I'm Spencer... <laughs> I can't even say my <laughs> Almost! own Almost! You were that close! <laughs> I know. <clears throat> As you'll be able to use your ship's systems to synthesize a variety. Shut up. We'll be back with episode. We'll be back. Ba-da, 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 ba-da. <clears throat> so exciting.